I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. And in today's episode of The Stephen and Kevin Show, we're going to talk about 10 signs that you may be losing a client. Welcome back to episode 36 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. And today we're going to be talking about clues, signals, signs that you may be losing a client in the near future. Yeah, and our hope is that we can identify a few signs and preempt some of these departures. And we know that is uh, is entirely possible if we're looking out for some of these signals. Before so, we get into it today, I want to share with everyone my new iPhone 6 Plus case. It's called a Loopy you may have seen some knockoffs. This actually originated from a Kickstarter campaign, and it's a little uh, – look at that. Look at that loopy. And I'll tell you, Stephen makes fun of me about the loopy, but I will say that you know your ability to reach on your phone and feel confident that you're not going to drop your phone, absolutely unreal. Yeah, I, 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 I don't make fun of you. I just don't see the use in it. I, I can't uh... – I can't. I feel very awkward in holding it this way. That's because you're using uh, two fingers. Is that you get one finger in? <laughs> what, what I, do I, don't, do? I don't know. Anyway, this is a, not a technology review show, but if I were to give this a rating, one star. Uh, I'd give it a five. And you're gonna, this, this is what's going to happen is six months from now, a year from now, you're going to start seeing a lot of cases with this, and they're all going to be knockoffs of loopies, and you're going to think, Gosh, you know that Kevin guy, man. He was a he was a trend starter. Early, man. early adopter. Early adopter. Look at that. Cool. Anyway, everyone's got something to hang their hat on, I suppose, right? <laughs> so, hey, in advance of today's call, we're talking about losing clients. I decided to do a little Google surfing and figure out, uh, you know, what other people are saying about this topic. Got one thing from the Harvard Business Review that's pretty good. Got one other article that I think is rather bad. I'm going to read both of them to you. Okay, cool. A couple of excerpts, right? I see so, two extremes here. Yeah, so one Harvard Business Review says, how to handle losing a major client. This is one person's uh, experience with it. I'll skim through all the stuff that may not be as uh, useful here and get right to the bulleted list. Kind of like how we all read articles, right? Uh, I skim know. to the bullets or the numbered list. So uh, her advice was, when you lose a client, ask the client why and who they're doing business with now. Okay. Right? Pretty basic. Do an exit interview. Ask some questions. The second, third, and fourth bullets are more introspective. Ask yourself whether you understood their expectations, and if not, whether this was preventable. Hmm. Right? Did you know going in why you know what they expected from you? And uh, third bullet: evaluate whether your firm could or should even try to meet their expectations. Okay. Right? So not every client's a good fit. Sometimes we can identify that coming in. And, uh, you know, let's say, for example, you lose a big client mainly because they wanted to be uh, very involved in the minutia of, of individual stock picking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, might not be a good fit for you. That, that's that's great. I like that article, and I really like the one on, on getting feedback and just telling, asking them straight up. You know, and maybe they'll be honest with you. Maybe they won't. Um, but you know, I, I think the the big thing here is if you start noticing a pattern, right? You notice you're, lo- you're losing a lot of clients. Yeah, it's a fourth bullet. Ask yourself if this is part of a larger pattern oh. or just an isolated incident. Well, that you You're know, trying to pass that off as your. Do you your know why that idea was in my head? That idea was in my head because we shot this last week and the audio screwed up. That's why it was in my head. <laughs> really insightful, Kevin. You know, yeah, I was like, whoa, pattern. But yes. uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's one of the questions that we ask often when an advisor loses a big client: is are you losing a lot of them? Mm-hmm. I mean, is this a one-off, and should we move on, uh, or is this something that really is evident that your service sucks, or your performance has been bad? Yeah. Or that you're neglecting people, any any one of the above. I like it. A lot so, of introspective stuff there in terms of you know potential, you know why you lost them and, and how to deal with it emotionally. 
Here's an article that I thought was kind of dumb, but <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't signal where it came from uh, or who wrote it. The, the tips were largely <laughs> mundane, like take a breath when you lose a client. Find out why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, if uh, Make amends if necessary. It's already too late for that. But finally, the worst piece of advice, ask for referrals. In situations where the client likes you, they'll often feel bad they have to end the consulting relationship. That makes them receptive to a referral request. You can say to them, I understand the budget cuts mean it's no longer feasible for us to work together, but I've really enjoyed working with you, and I wonder if you know any other fill-in-the-blank like you who might benefit from my services. Can we draw a real-world analogy to this? I mean, think about think about this. You're... Um you're you're back in uh, in high school, college, and your your girlfriend's breaking up with you, right? This and, is new material. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, like. this new material, and, and she's breaking up with you, and you say, "All right, uh, you know, Susan, you know, I, you know, I, I get it, but listen, do you do you have any other friends, any girlfriends you could introduce me to? <laughs> like, how well is that going to go over, right? I mean, that's that's the kind of the same concept here. Really terrible, terrible advice." Yeah, I realize, Susan, I wasn't very attentive to you, but maybe you have some other friends who don't require as much attention. And, and I'm sure you feel bad for me right now because you're breaking up with me, so you're going to try and help me out, right? Bad, bad advice. So, on to our advice, which you may call good or bad, but we got yeah. 10 signs that your clients may be jumping ship. There's a related article you can check out. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Yep. But um, here we go. Let's jump through the 10. Uh, number one, they question your performance or fees, and they can do this, uh, you know, very harshly, hey, what's going on here with per performance or, or fees? Yep. Or they can do it very innocently, just asking you questions that heretofore they might not have asked. Yes. And that's a big thing with this list here. We're looking at things that are different now than they once were. These are changes in behavior that signal a client might be leaving. So if your client's questioned your performance and fees since day one, then that's not really something different, right? As I mean, you that, pointed yeah. out last time, if they've got the spreadsheets that's been tracking your returns versus theirs, and they've right. done that since the beginning of time. That's just who they are, and that's the, you know. But if they do it differently, and all of a sudden they're really, really scrutinizing what they're paying, mm -hmm. then that's the signal. Um, that's a good one. Number two is they check out your LinkedIn profile. Now it could be a good thing. You know, we we're big proponents of using LinkedIn. We have a book on LinkedIn, um, but if they're looking at your profile, maybe they're thinking of referring you to someone, or maybe they're checking out your profile and they're thinking about letting you go, right? They're looking at, you know, your experience. They're questioning something. I mean, there's a reason they're looking at your profile, and um, it could be a bad reason. Yeah, and one of the advices, uh, pieces of advice that we often give is uh, when you see someone's looked at your profile, if they're a client, call into them. It's a great time to figure out. You're not going to call them on it and say, why were you looking at my profile? Is there something wrong, or do you have a referral to send? But it's a good time to check in. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, we need to grab a lunch sometime, yeah. something like that. Absolutely. Uh, number three, they only take pieces of your advice. And so, you know, some clients are like that all the time, right? Yeah. Hopefully you don't have many like that, but some clients heretofore may have taken all of your advice. You know, Kevin, I recommend you do this. Kevin says, great, let's do it. You're the boss here. Uh, you're the expert. Now Kevin's saying, yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me think about that one. Let me get back to you on that. Yeah. Right? I, I like that. Um, number four, this is probably one of the biggest ones, right, is that they're slower to return your calls or emails. If you're getting more and more radio silence, it, it's probably not a good thing. I mean, look, they could be really busy. It could be a certain time of year. But if you're noticing that, gosh, you know, Stephen never calls me back anymore. I can never get a hold of him or her. That's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, there, there's an advisor 
We were speaking with the other day, a younger advisor, and and he's part of our Fast Track for Growth series, which is going on right now. He said that he was meeting with a, an older couple that he inherited from a senior advisor. And during the meeting, not thinking much about it, he kept referring to them as you guys. Hey, well, with you guys and your plan, you guys. And they stopped him at some point and said, look, it's not you guys. It's Mr. and Mrs. XYZ. And he said it was one. Ter- it was terribly awkward, and he didn't know what to think of it. And and he realized that oh my gosh, I need to be a little bit more formal with them. But now they don't return his calls anymore, and that's not a good sign. No, not a good sign at all. <laughs> not a good sign. And you know, you think about it when you're prospecting, you know that's a bad sign, yes. right? When somebody's starting to slow down, maybe not returning your call. Same thing with clients. Yep. Uh, number five, they stop communicating with you so much and only communicate with your support staff. Yes. Yeah. We had a, an interesting comment you can read uh, on the wealthmanagement.com article that we wrote. Uh, the first comment that was posted was a guy who said basically this happened to him. He had heretofore tried to delegate uh, and, and let clients know that, hey, if you have a question about X, Y, or Z, I want you to call my assistant. She handles this. My other assistant, he handles that. And he had clients pretty well trained with it, so much so that when he left his former firm and moved – they didn't go with him. They stayed with his assistants who, who were stuck there at the, the previous firm. It's like so. they had the relationship. I mean, this, that's a classic avoidance strategy right there, right? The next one is too, which is they assign you a new point of contact in their family. Yeah, and sometimes that's avoidance. You know, hey, I, I'd rather you deal with this person in the family. Other times it's out of necessity, yeah. you know, that uh, I, my health is failing or and that makes sense. Or the client passes. Either way, it's a sign that the client be, could be leaving. Yeah, exactly. Good one. The number seven, they're going through a life or business transition. You know, we talk a lot about these when we're prospecting, that if you're out and you're in social circles and you hear that somebody's changing jobs or selling a business or they've got some life event that's putting money in motion, they're a prospect for you. It's a great window of opportunity to introduce your professional services. Ditto other advisors looking at your clients, yeah, right? If you yeah. have a client who's selling a business, not only does that raise the alert of other advisors, They've got money that's liquid. They don't have to pull money from you to start a relationship elsewhere. So uh, a point at which the relationship's a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. So, I mean, basically at that point, um, other advisors are probably going after them. Your competition just – and you just got a lot more competition, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Next one here is they have a friend or family member who becomes an advisor. And you've all probably experienced one of these scenarios where all of a sudden their brother-in-law is in the business and – they're moving their account for that reason. Uh, and look, I don't think there's a ton of things that you can do to, to stop it. But obviously, if you know about that information, you're increasing contact, you're increasing services. I mean, you're trying to, you're, you know, you're doing anything you can to deepen the relationship with that client to hopefully prevent it from happening. But that, that's a very tough one. That is. Or you can take the other reaction, which is... Uh you just act with uh, total astonishment that that person's getting into the business. You say, but, uh, <laughs> Johnny, you know, J- Johnny's going to be an advisor. Are you talking about the same Johnny that I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> Johnny, that guy? Oh, yeah. Boy, okay. No, I, <laughs> good, 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 good luck I, with that. Actually, I really like that one. And, and you know, uh, I had an, an advisor that I, I personally work with who I worked with him for about five years now. And he lost a client recently for this very reason, right? This is a good client of his brother-in-law got in the business. He said he was getting pressure from other family members to move. He decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to move my account. And the advisor who we work with, he said, I, you know, I didn't know what to do. I just told him, I said, Hey, you know, I, I left. If, if the offer ever stands, if you, if you know, um, if I can ever help out, let me know. I understand. You know, he said, I took it very well. What's interesting is that client who moved just sent him a referral. He sent the advisor we work with in a referral. He didn't send it to the, his new advisor, brother-in-law. Didn't send it to him. Sent it to 
ill-advised are pretty good. Speaks volumes. Number nine, they voice dissatisfaction about your statements or technology. Hmm. As we talk about going next-gen, technology is more important to millennials, to Gen Xers. So if you've got something that's uh, that's bugging them about how they access their accounts, about how your app is working, about how the, the login sucks, whatever it is. They're just, they're just starting to gripe about stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not as, as small of an issue for the next generation as it might have been you know, some of the, uh, for, for some of your older clients. And number 10, they are checking their online account often, if you can see this. So mm-hmm. some firms have the capability to, to be able to check and see, oh my gosh, my, my client is logging in a lot to their account. They're checking things. That could be a signal that they're not happy with something, that they're considering moving. Um, it's one where I know the advisor we worked with in Southern California, he would make a list of all of those people and he would make sure he called into them. If it was a change in habit mm-hmm. pattern, like you said earlier, Stephen, which is huge. I mean, if they always check their account, then okay, that's not really something new and shouldn't send a red you know, off a red flag. But if all of a sudden they're logging in constantly and they never do that, you should be reaching out to them. Yeah, absolutely. And so all, all of these tens are signs coming from the client, changes in behavior that yes. might signal they're they're on the move. The main thing is reaching out, making contact, ramping up contact when you feel like there may be something putting them in jeopardy. And this is a great one-off exercise, sure. You could go through that right now and identify relationships that are in jeopardy. The key is having this as a routine part of, you know, either a monthly or quarterly meeting to say, you know, what are, you know, what are we seeing right now? Is there anybody we ought to be, at, you know, doubling down on contact with in the near near term? What's that uh, that quote? It's like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. Did you come up with that? Oh, yeah. I, I, it's, it's quoted by, by Kevin Nichols. No, no, but... <laughs> ben Franklin. Uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, but it's great, great quote. And that's what we're trying to do here is preventative measures with all of these things. Hey, we have an event coming up. It's next month. It's called the Affluent Marketing Symposium. It's September 22nd and 23rd in Charlotte. You should come, right? If you like this kind of stuff and you're looking to revamp your, your business and your, especially your business development, join us for that event. It's a truly a transformative process. Yeah, a day and a half chock full of not only our best ideas and best practices we've gathered from around the industry, but uh, a pretty successful group of your peers who are there looking to grow, wanting to share. We always have a lot of fun with it. It's, uh, it's a solid program, so check it out if you're able. Until next time, my friend. Yeah, until next time. That was episode 36. We'll see you for 37. Thanks, everyone.